While basketball season is in full swing, you've got the NBA in the second half of the regular season and the NCAA tournament underway. The NFL loves to make it all about themselves, and I can't blame them. Free agency hasn't been as crazy as years before, given the salary cap situation and COVID, but plenty of teams have made big moves. Missing the playoffs and $60 million in cap space will force a franchise to make moves, especially the Patriots. The Patriots were uncharacteristically aggressive early this offseason, and Patriots fans, as always, have mixed opinions on it. As your reliable Patriots source, I'm here to give a grade to each move New England made this offseason and forecast potential outcomes. Let's not waste anyone's time, and let's get right into it. Welcome to the Wallet Media Podcast. I want to start this show off by thanking a YouTube channel I came across last night. I was searching for a beat to use for the, the intro, and I don't know if any of you remember from my Bands of Your Life podcast, I mentioned the band that I love. It's Guster. They're a Massachusetts band who their genre is kind of classical music. They kind of got their own little style. It's really catchy and it's a fun, happy tune. Um, this is their most popular song, Satellite, which I did put in Bands of Your Life. I use that as the song. This is a trap or hip hop remix of Satellite by a YouTube channel called Wake and Bake. And it was made about 10 years ago. So thank you, Wake and Bake, for the beat. I think I'm gonna take this one and run with it, but don't quote me on it. But let's let's get into grading the Patriots offseason. Thus far. It's not it's not over yet. We still got the draft. There's still free agency to happen. But let's let's do it thus far because the majority of the moves, I believe, have been made. So here's how I'll make my grades. One, I'll do the ratio of players lost to kept based off production age money um when it comes to money and contracts i'm not very well versed on it i don't know all the terms and i don't know how it all works and i tried to add like the contracts in this podcast and it just short-circuited me the whole time because i i think money takes away from the game and just takes away from the fun so but there are a couple contracts i did want to highlight as we as we go through this so number one will be ratio of players lost to kept uh, category two will be players signed from other teams to fill needs and i believe our, our top needs were the d-line o-line quarterback wide receiver and tight end number three will be overall free agency grades minus the draft obviously so let's let's get right into it. I want to start with going over the defensive players who were on the roster that we lost due to free agency. And I want to start with uh, the legend himself, Patrick Chung. He retired this offseason. He was a COVID opt-out last year. He probably felt that he was just not ready to go at it again. The year off probably shook him a little bit. 
Um, but I, I don't blame him at all. He's done his time in New England. He spent his whole career here. He won some Super Bowls, and he's been a very great leader and reliable player for us, and I'm happy to see that he was loyal to New England. Other players that New England lost to this free agency, on the D-line, they lost Adam Butler to the Dolphins. They lost Terrence Brooks to the Texans. He is a safety. And got rid of Brandon Copeland to the Atlanta Falcons. And I believe that one was because Hightower was coming back so maybe he wanted out or he got booted in the depth chart or something like that. The Adam Butler one, I believe, was to free up space for God Chow or however you want to say it. And maybe freeing up space for Lawrence Guy when he eventually tries to sign somewhere. Let's go to defensive players kept, that the Patriots kept that were free agents this year. Dietrich Wise. Now, interesting note about Dietrich, my friend... One of my best friends in my fraternity, he played on the D-line with Dietrich Wise at Hebron High School. And he says he's a great guy. He was a freaking beast in high school. So I've been rooting for him ever since. And it's so cool that he's a Patriot. He seemed like him and Lawrence Guy were the only guys to do something on the D-line last year. So I'm happy that, that Dietrich is back. Another guy that's coming back, which is a maybe, is J.C. Jackson. I believe he signed what they call a tender, which means he can leave if a team offers him more money and if the Patriots don't match it, then they'll lose him. So I think J.C. Jackson is still up in the air, but we would love to have him back. He was a, he was a great corner and got snubbed out of the Pro Bowl until a player got injured and then he, he came back and, and was selected to the Pro Bowl. The last guy that we, we brought back, it's – not necessarily a free agent. I'm not sure if he was a free agent or not. It's Dante Hightower. I mentioned him earlier. He was a COVID opt-out. There were some talks about him maybe becoming a linebacker coach when he comes back, kind of like the Gerard Mayo path. But he's going to come back, and the only thing we can hope for this year is that he's in good enough shape to, to play ball and be a starter for the Patriots defense. Now let's talk about the defensive players – Signed from other teams. Let's start with the inside defensive line. We'll go with Henry Anderson from New, the, the Jets. And then we got, oh, sorry, buddy, Devon Godchow from Miami. I don't want to butcher that name. Godchow uh, was interesting to me. He got a ton of buzz on the social medias, on Soch. $9 million guaranteed is a lot of money for someone who played 17% of snaps last year. He was out with a bicep injury for a little while. The Patriots front office seemed to be really excited about this one. And I, I, in my opinion, I don't really see this one panning out, to be honest. I, I hope it works. I hope everything works that the Patriots do, obviously. But I don't see this one really panning out. Um, hopefully another guy can step in if, if that is the case. Now, on to a couple of the bigger names on the defense. we got two edge rushers. The first one is Matthew Judon. I was so excited to see him sign with the Patriots. I remember when we used to play the Ravens, I would be terrified this guy alongside uh, Terrell Suggs. Oh, man. Judon is a beast, and he's... I'm very excited to see him on the line for the Patriots uh, coming next year. He signed a long-time deal, a four-year, $54 million contract, 32 guaranteed. I hear he's got a little, little bit of problems in the locker room, Baltimore. But I do see him eventually buying into the Patriot way and, and doing his part on this team. So 
pumped to see Matt Judon as, a, as an edge rusher this year. The next guy who I'm super excited to see back with the Patriots is Kyle Van Noy, the BYU product. It seems like he's really happy to be back himself. Miami paid him $15 million guaranteed because he had a huge year in 2018 when um, it came up big for the Patriots in the Super Bowl and just throughout the season. Patriots got him back this year at a discount of $6 million. And that just shows that the Patriots are here to play chess and not checkers with these other teams, especially Miami, who we've been toying with for years. The last guy that we signed from a different team, Jalen Mills, who seems to be a prototypical New England defensive back. Just a guy who's really maneuverable and versatile and can play all the positions. Um, it seems like they got a really good deal on him. Four years for $24 million, which will carry him into him turning 30. He'll be 30 years old. But I don't. I honestly don't see him playing here for four years. But I do think he'll be serviceable while he is here. So cool to see Jalen Mills on, on the team here. Seems like we need some help on in the defensive or in the secondary. I don't know what's going on with J.C. Jackson. Don't know what's going on with Stephon Gilmore. So it's probably a good safety blanket that we got Jalen Mills. All right, so the defense is done. Let's move on to the offensive players who we lost this year. Joe Tooney, he's our, he's our big guard. He got a huge deal with the, the Kansas City Chiefs, which, is, which will be huge for them if he is healthy, and it just seemed like it cost too much for us to keep him. Another guy we lost was another COVID opt-out, Marcus Cannon. Got sent to the Texans in a trade for some picks. Um, the Patriots seem to be really happy with Michael on Wenyu. He filled in a little bit at right tackle, but it looks like he's going to be left guard going forward. So the Patriots kind of lucked out in that one. Plus, Marcus Cannon's 33 years old. Probably good to get ahead of that one. A couple other guys that the, that the offense lost. Dante Moncrief went to the Texans. It's kind of obvious he's, he's pretty spare he didn't really play a lot in new england and then the other guy we lost was ryan Izzo, who's a tight end and we also lost for obvious reasons as i'll as i'll note coming up here now let's go on to the offensive players kept we kept nick folk for another year for like a 1.25 million dollar deal should should be serviceable for the year, hopefully. We also have Robert Aguayo as the backup kicker. So if Folk goes out, we'll see the Florida State guy. Here's the big ticket one on the offense. The Patriots re-signed Cam Newton. One-year deal for $5 million, plus some incentives. This is nothing more than an insurance policy. Cam is plan B because... Bill wants to get a young quarterback in here. Seemed like Jarrett Stidham isn't cutting it, and that's why I think he'll be included in a huge trade up in the draft to get either Justin Fields or Trey Lance are the two quarterbacks that have been the names that flown around around the Patriots in regards to trading up. In case all of this falls through, the Pats will have to be content running it back with Cam, and they got him some weapons to hopefully improve the passing game. Overall, I don't hate Cam as our quarterback for another year. He is not the worst starter in the league by any measure, and he was placed into an offense with a whole new complicated playbook and zero weapons. So if it's his second year, he'll probably second year with a 
you know, understanding the playbook better and getting some receivers and tight ends in here, double tight ends, he can be a lot better. More than I think he had what eight passing touchdowns last year. He's got to be much better than that this year. The only thing that matters in, in Foxborough is scoring more points than the other team when the clock hits zero. Patriots fans are going to expect big things from every guy on the roster next season, but the guy everyone is going to point fingers at when they lose is Cam Newton. I believe Cam has a shorter leash this year. He'll be benched if if we see probably two or three bad performances in a row. If we see the, the typical from last year, the throw for 111 yards and nine for 19, <laughs> hopefully we don't see that crap anymore. I'm rooting for him, though. People love to hate on him. I think he's, he's a fantastic leader. All of his teammates love him and get behind him. And eventually, if football doesn't work out for him, he has a future in broadcasting. So that's, that's enough on Cam. Don't want to rip into that too much because everybody else is talking about it. But let's go on to probably one of my favorite signings of the whole free agency was a four-year team-friendly deal by our beloved center, David Andrews. I love seeing him as center. He's big energy guy, great leader, tough as nails, took barely any money to sign with the team. Really happy to see him back. Now let's move on to the biggest names probably of the whole free agency for the Patriots is the offensive players we signed from other teams. We picked up Trent Brown, who was a Patriot when they beat the Rams a couple years ago with Kyle Van Noy. I uh, started all 19 games that year, and I believe this is a great signing if he is healthy. He's the heaviest player in the NFL, and he's like 6'7". He's like 6'7", 380. So I'm really hoping that this pans out and that he doesn't get injured because that's what it's going to come down to with Trent Brown. Really happy to see him on the line again. It's funny to see side-by-sides of him walking next to guys like Rex Burkhead or Julian Edelman or tiny guys. He's just a giant. He's Shaq out there. Let's get to our new tight end look for the Patriots offense. The Patriots signed Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. Both got pretty much the same amount per year contract-wise. I'm really pumped about Jonu Smith. He is a freak. He is an animal when when he's out there. He's a super dynamic tight end. Bill loves him. He can dominate as a blocker and a pass catcher. He's great after the catch, and he had a super long rushing touchdown last year. He had nine touchdowns total last year, so Patriots wanted to get in early on him. Hunter Henry is the other guy that they signed, which is a little bit controversial to me. A lot of other people are super excited about it. The Patriots are bringing back this double tight end look, which will work as long as they're both healthy. In reality, this is also an insurance policy for both tight ends in case one or the other gets injured, which... I hate to say, but it's probably going to happen. There's probably going to be a tight end that gets injured this year. Knock on wood. The front office knows that that Cam plays better with a tight end to throw to. You saw what happened in Carolina when he had Greg Olson. So they made sure to help him out. Hopefully that does make things easier on Cam. And hopefully he has a couple safety blankets he can throw to when he's when he needs a friend. Now let's let's go to the outside. Outside of the tight ends. Kendrick Bourne, super excited about this guy. He's 26, I believe. He's a slot receiver from San Francisco. 
he is a fast son of a bitch that is a, probably an upgrade from Demir Bird. So I, you can't can't be unhappy with Kendrick Bourne joining joining the Patriots. The one that is a little controversial though is Nelson Aguilar. We, we took him from his best year in Las Vegas, signed him to a two year, twenty two million, sixteen million guaranteed. Played in all 16 games last year, which is always a good sign. He had eight touchdowns, so his price went up. It was it was a year that he was betting on himself, and he, he went to the free agency, and the Pats, in the end, are probably going to overpay for this one. So I'll, I'll be I'll be holding my breath every time the ball is thrown Aguilar's way. He'll, he'll either drop it, or there's, there's a chance of him getting hurt, probably. So we'll see how that one pans out. So that will do it for the signings. We'll do it for the players we lost, we kept, and that we signed from from free agency this year. Uh, there's three names, three players who are unsigned who still need to get something done with someone. James White, who is my favorite running back to ever play on New England. Bucks have shown interest in him, but that's about as far as it has gone. Jason McCourty is another name. He's a free agent. His brother is still on the roster. So we could potentially see him back. He could retire. He could go to another team. But there's no news recently on Jason McCourty. The last guy, I mentioned him a couple times before, Lawrence Guy, who was a big impact player for the Patriots for the past four years, played in two Super Bowls. I think he's a very underrated player for New England. He was named to the All-Decade team. He lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles, beat the Rams, it would be super sad to see him go. He has a meeting with the Dolphins, I think, today, uh, March 23rd. So we'll see how, how things play out for Lawrence. So before, before I grade the Patriots' free agency, I wanted to try something different. I don't want to be the only one giving opinions on this show, as I love fan feedback. So for the first time, on the Wally Media Podcast, I'm going to open up the phone lines for a fan to call in and give their opinion or opinions on the Patriots offseason. The phone number is 96969-WALLY. I'll repeat that. 96969-WALLY. We got Eddie in Gotham. Eddie, what do you got for us? You have been supplied with a false idol. I propose a trade. You give Gotham, Kevin Newton, and Gotham will give you Dr. Power. Uh, so you're suggesting that we trade Cam Newton to Gotham for a nuclear physicist. <laughs> you see, this is why I don't like taking phone calls. It's because people come in and they say weird, stupid stuff, and I, I don't get it. I don't even know if Gotham has a team. Last time I saw it, I thought Ben Roethlisberger was playing for Gotham, but it turned out to just be Pip Pittsburgh. Nevertheless, thank you, Eddie, for your call. You're the first caller to ever be on Wally Media. And I, I will just reiterate, I didn't even know Gotham was a city. But, but thank you for your call and your thought. 
I'm not sure if Boston could use a nuclear physicist, but I'll, I'll consider it for them so they don't have to. Let's move on to, to my grades. All right. So the first grade I'm going to give for the ratio of players lost to players kept based on production, age, and just contract in general is an A minus. I wasn't happy to see Patrick Chung retiring and that he won't be playing with us next year, but I am super happy that he did retire with New England and that he spent his whole career in New England. Other reasons why I gave them a high A minus was just because I felt like the players that they kept outweighed the players they lost. Let's let's look at it. They kept Dietrich Wise, JC Jackson, Dante Hightower. They got rid of Adam Butler, Terrence Brooks, Brandon Copeland. You tell me out of those six names which three sounded better. That's just for the defense. For the offense, it's a little tougher because we did lose Tooney and Cannon, who were great pieces for us, but we were smart in getting rid of Moncrief and Izzo. And also, we brought back Cam Newton, which is going to bring things down a little bit. But I really loved the David Andrews signing as well. That's going to help our line. Now, let's move on to the second grade I'm going to give the Patriots. Players signed from other teams to fill needs. And at the beginning, I said that our needs were D-line, O-line, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end. So let's go through those, those five. On the D-line, we signed Henry Anderson, Devon Godchow, and I guess you could count Matt Judon and, and Kyle Van Noy. Um, but they, they're all going to contribute to the line. I think that, that definitely filled the gaps there. I can recall the Texans game that we played this last year, it gives me nightmares because I could just I just imagine Deshaun Watson having the most wide open pocket all game long. We had zero pressure on him, so I'm I was I'm assuming that if we were to run that game back, we would give him a lot more pressure. So that's what I'm gonna compare this season to is that Texans game all season. Now for the O line, re-signed David Andrews picked up Trent Brown. Uh, we got rid of Tooney and Cannon, which will hurt us, but we have some other good pieces on the line, such as Michael Onwenu, who's the young guy who they really like. Uh, Shaq Mason is also great, and Isaiah Wynn is a great piece for the Patriots on the offensive line. So we're, I think we're good there as well. Quarterback, uh, not so much. That's probably what contributed to this being a B plus rather than an A. Uh, Cam Newton, and I also don't know what they're going to do in the draft. So, and obviously our eyes are going to be laser focused on the quarterback position this year for the Patriots. So, we'll see. Wide receiver, I think we did a great job. We still have Jacoby Myers. Picked up Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, who are going to who are big receivers who can help cam out a lot so i think that some needs did get filled there i'm just really hoping that Aguilar can be healthy let me just put out there that some of these players are going to get injured it's just about how you fill in those gaps once those players do get injured now let's go on to tight end this one was the 
probably the need that got filled the most. We got the double tight end setup with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, who are vo- both very respectable, respectable tight ends. That's a B plus for the players signed from other teams to fill needs. Now for an overall free agency grade, I'm giving the Patriots a B. Free agency isn't over and you haven't won free agency until you win games. There's been a lot of buzz about New England, quote, winning free agency. But in reality, you don't win free agency until you win, you know, 10 plus games. So I'm gonna keep it humble here and I'm gonna give them a B for overall free agency. We'll see how things go in the draft. They're gonna have to take it a little bit more serious this year because in past years, it seemed like the Patriots have just kind of hid behind Brady in regards to just filling in gaps and then Brady will will cover the rest. So that will do it for the grades. I'll finish off with this. These flashy signings and names are awesome, but at the end of the day, the Patriots had their worst season in two decades. Things need to change and fast or else Patriot fans might burn down the city of Boston. We're bringing in a lot of players. That means a lot of players need to buy in quickly to the rigorous, gritty, no days off Patriot way. They need to learn the playbook, get to know teammates, get to know coaches, and learn how to play well with those teammates on the field. I believe in Bill Belichick 1,000%. I've always thought he knows what he's doing. He, he, we did not win all those rings because of only Brady or only Bill. We won because of the both of them in their collaborative, brilliant football minds. This year is a new year, and it's time to ramp, ramp things up and win some big games. So that's going to do it for the Wally Media podcast on the Patriots free agency. I can't finish a podcast without shouting out my crew, my security consultant, Admiral Kokbar, my Russian landscaper, get to fuck off my lawn, our podcast educator, Professor Didu Dutch Oven Me, and our cattle herder, Darren DeBarn.